Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the Life After Deconstruction podcast. My name is Anthony Miller, and today I want to briefly share with you the intents and purposes of my podcast um, and uh, the kinds of biases that I have. And I wanted to share with you the kinds of topics and conversation partners that I'm interested in having uh, join me to unpack and, and discuss. The majority of my episodes I intend to have be with conversation partners, although from time to time I'll do individual episodes like this one. For those of you who aren't aware of my experience, I, I could just briefly say that I grew up as a member, a faithful member of in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, often known as the Mormon Church. Um, the church worked very, very well for me. Um, it was a net positive in my life um, until about six and a half years ago when I stumbled across some very difficult church history on my church's website uh, that I had always been led to believe were anti-Mormon lies. It turns out that they were just history. Um, uh, the net experience that I had is I lost uh, belief in the church. I found myself in an an acute existential faith and identity crisis where I had to uh, re-attribute or reconstruct meanings that I attributed to my spiritual experiences uh, and the beliefs and paradigms that I had in my life. It was extremely painful, um, and uh, with the support and help of others, I was able to get through it. I would say that my faith crisis began with the study of difficult church history and really, it probably ended with the study of biblical scholarship and world history, that um, it was a, is a process of deconstruction, of unpacking meaning of stories and scriptures and spiritual experiences and the meanings that I attributed to them. Uh, and, and I unpacked the meaning, and it brought me to a place where I was able to reconstruct some uh, level of functional meaning to a lot of those kinds of experiences. Now, if you're interested in knowing more about my journey, um, you can find out more about me. You can Google Anthony Miller TEDx talk. I, I gave a TEDx talk uh, earlier this year. It posted to YouTube in May of 2022, where I briefly share uh, my story in a pretty vulnerable way. Um, you can Google Anthony Miller Mormon Stories podcast. Um, I shared uh, my personal journey in episodes 1159 through 1165, uh, a little bit over three years ago in 2019. Um, I participated in many other episodes on Mormon Stories podcast. You could Google Anthony Miller, A Thoughtful Faith podcast, episode 292. I did an episode with my dear friend, uh, Gina Colvin on that podcast. Um, also, if you're interested, you can go to the unpackingambiguity.com uh, blog. Uh, that is my blog where I've shared some of my experiences. And if you're interested in some of my perspectives on the deconstructive side of things, um, I participated in quite a few episodes on the uh, Mormon Discussions podcast, uh, where with Bill Real, Alan Mount, and several guests, we unpacked our personal experiences with the uh, the church's church history gospel topics essays, the footnotes, the cited sources, and and relative material. We we've done episodes on all of the church's thirteen ep, uh, essays except for two of them that we uh, have yet to do. 
I also participated in several episodes on the Almost Awakened podcast uh, that's now run by uh, Britt Hartley and Bill Real. I participated in episodes with the two of them, as well as Janice Spangler, where we uh, talked about uh, over a series of episodes, Jack Cornfield's book, uh, audiobook, Buddhism for Beginners. And now we're doing a series on Faith After Doubt. Uh, a book by Brian McLaren. So that if you look at those things, that'll give you a, a basic uh, feel for what my experience is. Now, what I would say is, I think there's a lot of really great material out there that's deconstructive in nature um, to push through the polished narratives um, and really go deeper to unpack the meaning of stories in church history, uh, as well as in biblical history and what the writers of the Bible were trying to accomplish, as well as um, other kinds of experiences and dynamics in the world culturally, as well as historically. There's a lot of really great material out there that helps people go through, put in the work to uncover and unpack the meaning. Um, there is some reconstructive uh, material out there. A lot of it is seems to be pretty prescriptive in nature. Um, so it's trying to lead you to a particular reconciliation of what to do uh, with the messiness of things. Um, there is some out there that's, uh, I would say, less prescriptive that I find very helpful, including Margie DeLynn's work. Uh, on Mar- Mormon Stories podcast that she's done with uh, Thrive Stories, um, including what my dear friend Brit Hart- friends Britt Hartley and Bill Real are currently doing uh, on the Almost Awakened podcast. There, there's a number of different things out there that are kind of a little bit more reconstructive in nature um, outside of LDS Latter Day Saint uh, Mormonism. Uh, there is material from Richard Rohr. Uh, he has a podcast. He has books. Uh, Rob Bell uh, on the Robcast. Um, uh, uh, Mike McCard and Michael Gungor and others on the Liturgist podcast. There's several out there that are doing that. I'm really interested in those conversations about what do people do after they've processed the uh, and put in the work of uh, the group processing the grief and the trauma of an existential faith and identity crisis. What is next? Now, I'll tell you what my biases are, and uh, and hopefully this isn't too triggering for you. I need to find better words to express um, what I'm about to share with you. Um, but what my sense is, is when we go through this experience of deconstruction, when we go through this experience of existential faith and identity crisis. We can land in a number of different places. Um, but after we process the sense of grief and trauma, and after we've you know, really began to put in the work of dealing with the implications of friends and family and community that may be, uh, for one reason or another, they're not ready to, or they uh, aren't in a place in their life where they're going to go through the same experience. Uh, that we did, there's something that I think that we need to do going forward. And um, I need to find a better way to express this. But what my sense is, is that after we process the grief and the trauma, the next step forward is we need to harvest 
um, the things that were meaningful for us, that gave us a sense of transcendent connection, that gave us a sense of purpose and meaning in life. And we need to use those uh, to go forward and do our best to manifest what Paul uh, in the book of Galatians refers to as the fruits of the Spirit in our life. Whatever meaning that you want to attribute to that, whether it's a spiritual uh, God thing or whether it's a secular thing in that when we're participating in acts of moral goodness, when we're really uh, harvesting from the best experiences that we had in the past We've reconstructed some sort of meaning for those and that we're going forward. As, as we're doing things that um, where we're striving to minister to, support, and or help others in the world and make a positive difference in the world, um, my sense is that we're going to have those experiences, that we're going to be manifesting what we would call the fruits of the Spirit in our life. And, and that's going to be helpful for us. Again, this is my bias. Um, and I think that it'll also be helpful for our believing friends and family as well who haven't gone through a faith crisis. Because if when they're around us, they experience what they would attribute uh, to the fruits of the Spirit as that being God, uh, being part of our lives uh, or the Holy Ghost, um, that I think that's going to help uh, repair some of those relationships because they'll feel the spirit when they're around us. They might not know how to make sense of that, um, but it, it, it can potentially heal wounds and it can potentially repair relationships, at least the ones that we don't want to burn down, the ones that we want to keep. And so um, part of the life after deconstruction, at least what my bias is, is is I want to have conversations about what do people do after they've deconstructed? Um, what kind of meaning do they attribute to things? And what are they doing that manifests the fruits of the Spirit? I'm sorry, this is probably triggering. I need to figure out a better way to express this. But what are they doing to make a positive difference in the world and their lives where they're taking the best of what they experienced in the past and what they found all the, along the way and, the, and what are they moving forward with? Those are the kinds of discussions that I want to have. So if those are the kinds of things that are of interest to you, I, I, I think or I hope uh, that you'll appreciate uh, the kinds of conversations that we uh, want to have in, in the coming year. Now, I, I hope to have conversation partners um, across the spectrum of belief, inside and outside of uh, Mormonism, as well as other faith traditions. I hope to have conversations with people who have reconstructed uh, belief after deconstruction uh, in things that they do that are secular, as well as, you know, I have friends who uh, participate in nuanced ways uh, with reconstructed meanings um, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I want to have conversations with them too. I want to have conversations with scholars, biblical scholars, um, with people who are scholars of religion, of history, things like that, um, where uh, the primary focus of the discussion isn't uh, whether or not the narratives or the dominant narratives of the church are true, um, but what do we do once we've uncovered you know, what the non-polished narratives are. 
So if you're interested in that, I hope that you join me uh, in the coming year. Um, I hope to release about an episode a week. Um, and uh, let me know what you think. Thanks.